0: Hi, my name is Teal, and I'm your host for the SweatNet Be Amazing podcast, where we share stories of amazing women who live in our communities. My hope is that you will feel encouraged and inspired after listening to each episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Be Amazing podcast right here on SweatNet. I'm your host, Teal, and I'm so excited you decided to join me today for another inspiring episode. This week, we're talking to my friend Lindsay Messina Bergman. She has a decade of experience as a cover model, print, and television fitness personality, award winning fitness competitor, and personal trainer. She's helped hundreds of clients achieve their fitness goals, ranging from prepping to compete on an international level, getting in top shape for life events, to losing pregnancy weight. Lindsay is a wife, a mom, and an incredible businesswoman. Y'all, and she's also my friend. We met through competing. We talk about that. We talk about her journey and how competing really launched her career in fitness and what she's doing now. So I can't wait for you to listen to this incredible conversation with Lindsay. Welcome to the show, Lindsay. I'm so glad to have you on. What's up? What's up? <laughs> Girl, we could talk forever. So it's going to be really hard for me to like keep this like within a good time limit let's just have, let's just
1: break out some coffee and
0: let's just I know. Do it. let's get the caffeine going <laughs> that's it <laughs> well I want to talk to you about we're gonna start out talking about uh, fitness and modeling and so let's just start with that like when did you become a fitness model when did all that happen for you so if
1: I fell into it when I was 20 years old and that was way long ago <laughs> and I fell into it when I first uh, started, uh, bikini competitions and fitness competitions again when I was 20 years old. So, uh,
0: yeah, so I kind of just fell into it. Now, had prior to fitness competitions and modeling, did you, had you set out on a path to be a model or was that like a desire of your heart? Oh, it was a recipe for disaster.
1: <laughs> I was one of those people that tried everything with modeling and I did everything wrong, uh, took the wrong pictures. Uh, signed on the wrong deals, lost a lot of money, was taken advantage of, and it just, it was a hot mess express. But with that, I had the desire, and I love the concept of meeting new people, doing photography, getting dressed up, feeling glamorous, and I wasn't going to stop. I just didn't know the type of direction I wanted to go in with modeling, and I loved health and fitness, and I kind of just stepped into the whole fitness realm because I lost a lot of weight and someone recommended me to do a fitness competition. And at that time, I thought it was just gonna be all muscular and really jacked up. And I was doing my research and I joined a fitness competition. And then that's when I started meeting photographers and agents and that's how fitness modeling just came about. So prior to that, I would say from the age 16, I did like Hawaiian tropics. Um, I did all types of modeling. And um, so anyways, then at 20, I got into fitness modeling.
0: Okay. So you started competing and then you're, you know, you're yourself in all this fitness modeling. What was your, like, what was the big break for you with all of that? As far as when it really catapulted? Yeah. Like when, when it was like that moment, you get a cover mm. and it was like,
1: well, there would be two, there would be two scenarios. So scenario number one is when I was at a competition and an agent came out to me and said, Hey, I think you should model. And this is after I've sent out like back in the day, they were called comp cards. And it basically it would be your headshot and four different photos on the opposite side with your stats on it. Well, I downloaded every single agent in New York city. Cause that's where I lived previously, every management company. And I probably sent out these comp cards to over a hundred different agencies with like a letter and talking about me. And I would love to, you know, set up a meeting and come meet them, nothing back. And I did that over and over and over again. And nobody responded back to me. Talk about gut pig. <laughs> you know, I could have given up and I could have been like, oh, this is just not for me, but I just knew in my soul. I really wanted to do it. And when the agent came up to me at my, I think it was my third fitness show, maybe fourth, and they're like, you should model. And I'm like, what's Your name, and they told me their name and where they're from. And I said, Oh my gosh, I sent you letters, I sent you comp cards, like I know who you are. And he goes, Well, I'm here now, and here's my card, and come into New York City and uh, do a shoot, and we will get you to work. And for me, that was like a pivotal moment where everything started shifting for my modeling career. Um, I went in there, did some photos, and he sent me on a first couple of casting calls right then and there. And I booked my first job that day. And I booked my first job with women's health. And I did a book, an ad book, and it was amazing. And I spent three days doing a photo shoot with everyone. And it was just an amazing experience. And that just really launched my business working with that agency. And then my second pivotal moment would be when I really wanted to be on a cover of a magazine, which I feel everybody does who are in, who's in the fitness industry. Get published, we were just talking about, or get in on a magazine cover and um and mine of course at the time was oxygen magazine and I went up to the executive producer at the time and I was just introducing myself, who I am, showed him my book. And at that moment I was too young, I was too soft, I have to build my glutes more, I have to build my shoulders more. And you kind of have to have thick skin a little bit. And I took that criticism, constructive criticism, and I worked on it. And I tried for two years sent emails, built that relationship, stayed connected, and after two years, they gave me a shot, and I flew myself up to Canada. I walked into that big, glamorous, beautiful room, and I shot with uh, Paul Busetta for my first time, and I was 20, 22 or 23 years old, and it was just an amazing experience and that before I left there they gave me a questionnaire they're like I want to fill you want I want you to fill this out because we probably have a cover from this photo shoot and I just sat back I was like oh my goodness no it didn't really happen and when I received it I probably sat on my floor in my office at the time and just cried for like an hour I was like holy moly it really happened (laughs) so those two things were definitely they'll always stick with me those experiences
0: that's amazing. And I think just the fact that you just didn't settle mm-hmm. for no, like you, you kept going at it because, because you even said it was from within, it was like in your soul, like there's, when it's in your soul, there is nothing. nothing. Like, it doesn't matter how many no's you get. It doesn't matter, you know, if it doesn't look like it at the time, it's just that whole push through. Mm-hmm. Um did you have like, cause you, you touched on it just a little bit, but when they told you, you know, you need to build, build your shoulders, you need to build your glutes, all that. Was there a time though, like not just with that particular moment, but across the board, what, did you feel pressure to look a certain way mm-hmm. all the time? Well, it was a
1: hard balance between competing and fitness modeling because competition, you need a different physique versus fitness modeling. You need to be a little bit harder for competition, a little bit leaner. It just depends on your, you know, your organization and also your category that you're competing in. But fitness modeling, they just want they want you leaner, trimmer, smaller. Uh, so not so much um, shoulder caps and glutes. So for oxygen, it's it, at the time it was more competition based. Like a lot of competitors were. Being showcased in that magazine on that magazine for regular lifestyle fitness modeling with an agency, they want every every average girl like but really lean and really fit. So it was a hard balance. Um, at the time, I was working out a lot and I was teaching a lot of workout classes and I was living it. So I was always five seven pounds off from a photo shoot. So at that time, I didn't really feel too much pressure and also social media wasn't really hot. Instagram wasn't really hot. I mean, I'm dating myself right now. Like this is, I'm talking about over 15 (laughs) years ago, guys, 15 years ago. Oh my gosh. Maybe we should have a second cup of coffee. I'm not really sure. (laughs) I can't believe I just said that. Like, does it even feel like it was that long ago?
0: No, Not at all. Because I'm the same way. Like, I'm like, we didn't have Facebook. We didn't have Instagram. No. And listen, we didn't even have in the, in the fitness, you know, competition world, There were only, there was, bikini was new. There was really only fitness and bodybuilding bikini Mm -hmm. comes along. Well, now you've got like all the other, you know, added ones. Like, um, you have model. Now you have transformation, you have like physique. I mean, it just keeps going. They, I feel like they add every year. So Mm -hmm. like, yeah, things have evolved all the way around, all the way around. So I don't really feel at that time. I felt pressure
1: what I really felt pressure is after I had my babies and that um, that was a hard transition for me Um, becoming, you know, being a fitness model and being identified with my body my whole life and my credentials and being on magazine covers and winning world championships. I, 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 gained 80 pounds with my first daughter and 60 pounds with my second and I'm five foot one. So for me, it was, I, and I, identity thing it was accepting my new body it was being okay with my stretch marks and my cellulite and going through this new phase in this chapter of my life and for me that part was hard because I felt like I was being judged I felt like I wasn't enough and I felt you know I lost myself so that that part was hard
0: and I think that's so important to acknowledge because when you are recognized for a magazine cover and like you do transition in life, you have to reinvent yourself. So, did, is that how you have felt? Like you've kind of had to reinvent who who you are now and really embrace where you are in your life and what you're doing and your focus.
1: What we yeah, and, and it keeps on evolving, right? You, it, it it's basically you know you. Sometimes it's hard to close a chapter in your life when it was so good, right? It was so good fitness modeling. It was so good competing. I was in the best shape of my life, met the dearest friends, had the most amazing experiences. And sometimes we want to live in that chapter. So what I had to realize real quick is I have to close that chapter in order to open up a new chapter in my life, which are all new experiences, all new journeys, and just use that story to tell myself how great it was and how much better it's going to get with the wisdom, the knowledge, and the two beautiful humans I have in my life right now, you know, and maybe the women that need to hear and that, that compare themselves with the perfection through social media right now. It's like, I, uh, people looked at me, like they thought I was perfection. And it's like, uh uh-uh, uh, girlfriend, I'm human. Like I have cellulite. I got stretch marks. My stuff jiggles when I walk, like, I promise you. And it's just a different phase of my life Will I get back into top, top shape. Yeah, maybe, but it's a matter of feeling confident and happy within my skin. And yeah, reinventing myself on the direction where I want to go now with my fitness will always be a part of my life and community will always be a part of my life, but it looks a little bit different now than it did 15 years ago.
0: I agree. I'm in the same place. Like I have the fondest memories of competing and uh, the same thing, being in that, mm-hmm. you know, amazing shape and all of that, but then getting older and then transitioning. But I find what's next is going to be just as much fun, mm-hmm. uh, maybe even more fun as <laughs> so. yeah. so. <laughs> we we talked before, but just like really embracing yourself. And, mm-hmm. and, and I was going to ask you about that, about like, what do you think about the pressure of social media and what do you say to women who are flipping through and like looking at photos, and then find themselves looking at themselves in the mirror, or just find themselves so disheartened and discouraged by what they see because uh, it's so easy to do. You just pull up in your phone,
1: it's so easy. And then, you know, I think we're all guilty of it at one point. And whether it's comparison through our bodies, or um, a lifestyle, or business, whatever that looks like. And I try and I try to tell people, you've got to have your blinders on because it's really a facade and and a lot of people's lifestyles or businesses or physiques probably do look like that, but there's a whole lot of stuff that goes on the background and, you know, behind the curtains that we don't see. And it's basically social media is a magazine cover and a reel of who you are, what your life is, what your business is about, what you represent. So it is the best pictures. It's the best content. It's all the best things. So there is a lot of, imperfection in there as well of course we just don't show it right so um and I think we're all human and we all have faults and mistakes and you know we're unperfect so I I personally try to not compare myself because my lifestyle and my my main priorities right now are so different from others on social media I cannot compare myself to another a person that's not a mom I can't compare myself who someone you know maybe hasn't gone through the journey that I have gone through, or maybe, you know, my availability isn't the way their availability is, whether it's to go to the gym or put into a community or a business. And I just have to be in a space where I'm just so grateful for everything and everything that I've accomplished. And I feel once I put my grateful hat on and my gratitude hat on, I don't know. I just feel so much like zen like, like, okay, I'm good. I'm good. Like, I I try to use it for inspiration, but I just have to, I just have to really be in a place where I'm thankful for the space that I'm in and know that it's here for a purpose.
0: I so agree with that. And gratitude has been something that I've had to lean into a lot over the past year. Well, I think everybody has really, Um, but just, yeah, that whole grateful space. And um, I mean, even with getting older, like it's so, (laughs) it's so crazy because it's like, I'm aging, but like on the inside, I don't feel like I, you know, I am, but like, and I'm like, sometimes I'm like, man, I wish I could go back to that. But then I'm like, no, because I, what I'm doing now is, is fulfilling and it's needed and, and encouraging other people and, um, and the women that I've worked with and, and being a part of a community. Like to me, that is, that's everything, Mm -hmm. which is why we get along so well, I I believe the same, but yeah, I wouldn't trade where I am right now.
1: Mm-mm. Even though, what were we saying in 2006? That's when we yes, first met.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: oh my gosh. It's crazy. Uh, so, if you like, Seal was the first person, like, you're really the <laughs> first person I met in fitness. I remember I was young and I had like the orange stuff all over my face, and my hair was in like, I don't know what it wasn't. And maybe it wasn't washed for four days. Who knows? But you run over to me. <laughs> <laughs> And you were like hi you are your bubbly self, yeah. so energetic and I'm like oh my gosh like she's magnetic hi <laughs> Where are you from what are you doing it's your first competition and I was like I love this woman like we're gonna be
0: friends for life here we go yeah it's so crazy because I do I remember that moment I remember seeing you across the room and you were by yourself and here I, here we, here I was with all these women I'm like oh my gosh like That's how it, that's how fitness was like for us, like for us is like you had this whole community of women behind the stage that were like laughing and talking and cutting up and having a good time. And, um, and those were the fondest. It wasn't even being on stage. It It was everything behind the stage. That was so much fun. I agree. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I remember that. I remember wearing like the blue. We, I think we even had to cut our shirts up a little bit to make them really cutesy and, uh-huh. and funky for opening number. Like. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Great times. Yes. Great times. More mm-hmm. to come. Uh, absolutely. Come? Okay. So let's jump into, uh, you have two little girls. I do They're three amazing. and three and five, three and
1: five.
0: Mm-hmm. I already told you like my favorite ages ever, because like, I feel like I'm on that level a lot of the time. <laughs> They're amazing. They're amazing.
1: You know, I was showing, there was a flashback that came on Facebook today and I sent it to you this today and she's like, mom, is that you dancing? I'm like, yes, honey, that's me dancing. She's like, why didn't you have any clothes on? Because my belly's showing. <laughs> I have a little skirt on. And I'm like, you know, it's a fitness competition. And she goes like, what's bikinis? I'm like, yeah. She's like, can I see? And then she's so intrigued. I'm like, oh my gosh, it starts now. Yes. But she was so into it. And it was so cute. It, anyways, it was just really
0: Well, sweet. and that routine so that was the opening number, but your routine was the cheerleader routine. And it was like high energy. Like I remember watching it and I freaking loved it. Like you took the stage <laughs> and freaking owned it. Like it, you were just like this mighty, mite. like just <laughs> took the stage, like
1: power. <laughs> it was awesome. It was so fun learning. And again, I've never done fitness before. That was my first competition in fitness and I set a goal for myself because again, I was going into a new transition with my my life. And I'm like, I need something else to focus on. I need a new goal. And I was like, I'm gonna do fitness, but I'm not a gymnast. I'm not a cheerleader. I'm not really flexible. I don't really know how I, I didn't really think they had much to work with. So
0: <laughs> but you felt it. I, I danced, you, that. you know? I danced. I you did. <laughs> you did. And you and your personality just like it's you know, you may be five foot one, but you take up a whole room when you walk in. Okay. Like, that's just your presence. Yeah. So it was like that. I remember. It's so oh. funny because there'll be certain ones, certain routines that stick out. It's kind of like with Don Butterfield. Don mm. Butterfield's Mighty Mouse routine will forever, like, it's that thing I, I will remember forever. I remember seeing on ESPN. Um, you know, Wendy West, who did her uh, Indian routine. Like, I still, like, think about that. They're staples, you know? right? They're yes. just
1: staples that just you know yes. just define that category
0: yes mm-hmm. and then you came out with cheerleader and I'm like this is awesome
1: cheerleader when the pom-poms I, yes it was it was great. it was fantastic oh, I just true. did I just I just did a lot of jumping a lot of booty shaking and a lot of dancing and it was fantastic
0: and it, freaking worked. <laughs> it worked, it freaking worked. <laughs> oh. okay so you have this you two little girls and mm-hmm. um and you're also like you have because I feel like you just transitioned from being like fitness model and, you know, competitor and you roll and run that, that stage and you took that same thing and now you're doing it, um, in business. Mm. So I want to talk a little bit about that.
1: Sure. So I feel, I feel like my whole, everyone sees again, right? Everyone sees everyone's story where it looks perfect. And, you know, my whole life. I remember working when I was 15. I could not wait to get my worker's permit at 15 years old and get to work. I wanted to make my own money. You know, my parents both worked two jobs or hardworking people, you know, I, but I also remember also always getting hand-me-downs, always couponing, you know, always getting the deals. You know, my mom saying, go to school, you can only get one pair of shoes or one shirt. Like it couldn't get a whole outfit. And Lindsay, we can't do dance because we can't afford it. And that was all well and good. But what it did is like, well, I want to make my own money because I want to buy an outfit or I want to go to dance. And it taught me real quick to have really good work ethic. And from there, I always was so passionate with learning how to make money and feeling independent, feeling empowered and um, having control over what I wanted. Um, and money's not everything, but it definitely gives you flexibility and freedom to make, make choices. So when I was in the fitness realm, um, I was always passionate about that side of things, business, developing, creating. um, But at the time I was walking in the path of being a fitness model. So, but I was always evolving and always trying to think of different ways on how to serve people, different ways to take my passion and create it into some kind of business of some sort. And it led me into a place where. I was finding, and I was coaching women on photo shoots and they wanted to get into fitness modeling. And I love that aspect. How do I brand myself? Oh, I love that too. And then I saw things in certain clients where I said, you have so much to give. You have so much knowledge around whatever their topic is. Why don't you coach people? Why don't you become a coach? And they were like, I didn't think that I could. So for me to see, I love seeing greatness in my clients and I love pulling it out of them, building their belief and showing them the first couple of steps that they can take to start getting things rolling for them. And I found so much passion in that. And I found so much passion in seeing the confidence and independence built in my clients at the time that it just rolled into me, helping people start their business ventures and pulling pulling their greatness out of them and, and building belief that they can do it. So now that I became a mom, like that one-on-one coaching slowed down a little bit. Um, but it's definitely going to start revving back up again, because I just find so much joy in it around the health and fitness realm.
0: I love that. And, I, and it speaks of like, you know, the thing I think where people would look at your photos or um, look at what you did in modeling or what you accomplished in your time in, in, competing, you know, a lot of times they don't think about, you know, that's a business woman up there. Mm -hmm. That woman's got way more going on than what we see. And so I think it's just, um, you know, it kind of makes it that whole full package. Like you're not just an image, like there's so much more to you. And the fact that you use that to empower other women, um, and in such a humble and genuine and authentic way is really awesome. No, thank you. It really is. Well, no, and I, and I say that with all sincerity, just because, um, you know, there's a lot of people that have, um, a boss mentality, um, and treat others with that mentality where it's like, you know, um, there's a, I don't want to say a lack of authenticity, but there's, it's it's, uh, it's more of a bitchiness about it. And I, there's no vibe of that with you at all. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, we could easily, women can easily go that direction. Um, but the fact that you do it with, with the level of humility and, and love, and, um, is just, it really speaks a lot about the character and integrity of the person that you are. Well, I appreciate
1: that. And I think, I think it comes a lot, it, it come, it, it starts a lot with you know, again, going back to struggles and going back to doubt and going back to belief. um, My whole life, people have said like, oh, you can't do it, or you can't be on the cover of a magazine, or you can't win that competition, or even don't build that business. I mean, that's just silly. You need X, Y, and Z. And growing up, you know, and finding out that I was dyslexic at the age 25. And, you know, when I was, uh, When I was tested, they're like, How did you even pass high school? I mean, I see numbers backwards, words backwards. And sometimes when I write things, I have to have someone proofread it. So when I first started in business and fitness modeling, people used to always call me out and saying, I don't even know what you're trying to say, or you know, you have this misspelt, or if you want to show up professional, you have to make sure your grammar and your spelling's correctly. So I took that at heart. I'm like, gosh, you know, and then I hired someone to proofread all my stuff, so I didn't let it get in my way and stop me from proceeding my goals. I just hired someone when I could to proofread things to help me, you know, move the needle forward. And to this day, I still I still do it. So for me, um, I feel just overcoming certain struggles pretty much I feel gets you to the point of being humble and understanding people because you have struggled some hardship yourself and you know everyone goes through their own stuff and everyone goes through their own struggles and understanding what their struggles are and how can you strengthen that just a little bit and using that struggle to help them either overcome or create something that they absolutely love and um so i don't know i think i think just kind of going through the motions and journeys of your life nothing's perfect but just using your struggles as fuel or bait to continue what you want to do
0: and I think that's a superpower. I think that we all have, like, you do. everybody has a superpower. And I think that you have a unique ability to pull that out in others. Yeah. I love it's it. Cool. Yeah. There's, there are moms listening, um, mm-hmm. and moms that are, uh, have a desire to, um, maybe reinvent themselves by taking on a new challenge, starting a new business. Do you have any advice that you'd give to someone that's kind of toying around with the idea?
1: This was a hard one for me because I was always a workaholic. I worked 15 plus hours a day sometimes because I loved it. And it didn't even seem like work. And when you have a little one or even possibly throw two little ones on the mix or even three, I don't have three yet, but, um, you know, schedules are different times, different priorities are different, but you also don't want to lose yourself in the mix. Right. So what I did when I had my firstborn, I asked myself like, what is the most important to me right now? And I said, the most important thing to me is health. And not, not losing sight of what makes me happy. And that's coaching people. Cause I love that. That fuels me. So I made it a point to work out every day, 15 minutes. So I did. And, and it was walking or a little bit of yoga, a little bit of a bar workout, nothing too strenuous, but something that I felt accomplished afterwards that I wanted to show up the next day. If I, if I went back into my regular workout routine, guys, mind you, I had to lose like 60 pounds, right? So little bit and it made me it was more endorphins it was more mindset it was more making me feel good it wasn't even like the physical result at that moment which led into right we always talk about this the compound movement of adding 15 minutes taking away the ice cream at night not every night maybe three times a night you know slowly making uh, changes which led into better results and so I just chose one thing 15 minutes a day that's what I started and then for business wise, I didn't put too much on my plate. I literally only worked when my little one was napping or when she fell asleep at night. So I would uh, do an hour to a day and that's all I could commit to. But it fueled my soul where I, I knew that it was going to make me a better mom. And I knew that um, eventually I would be able to put more time into it. And then as I started working more and making more money, And my daughter was, I think 10 months, that's when I decided to raise my hand and ask for help. And it's okay to ask for help. Right. And sometimes us moms want to do it all. And we are super moms as it is, but it's, if you don't have family and if you don't have someone to help you, you know, a friend or something, hire help and it's okay. And that's what I did. And I only did it for like five to 10 hours a week. And it was honestly the best thing that I did because seeing my kids fall in love and have compassion for somebody else. It was a beautiful thing to see. Um, and then I was able to pour more, pour more into myself and it's healthy for kids to learn from other people as well. So that would be my advice.
0: Now, well, I love the fact that you, you did it intentionally and like you did the time that you could, you allowed yourself, like, like you said, with just a 15 minute workout, because so many people get wrapped up and, you know, it has to be 30 minutes or an hour long for it to, to do anything. And that's not the case. Compound,
1: compound, yeah. compound action, compound movement. And just do it for your mindset clarity, you know? And I just think that's the most, the first three months, just, that's all I would say. Don't even do it for the physical part.
0: Yeah. Just the mental. Yeah. And just to feel good.
1: Feel good. Right. We have enough, we have enough going on as like new moms. Like we don't even know if we brush our teeth or wash our hair. I think I'm like, uh, do I get hair in my teeth? Like, I don't even know Like what's going on. You know, I get stains everywhere. Like, yeah, just for the
0: feel good. Feel good. Yeah. That's That's it. it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so since we're talking about fitness, uh-huh. um, I I wanted to ask you. So, do you have a favorite song? A theme song, a favorite song. Well, we just
1: I think we were talking about this. So, guys, me and my daughter do this like little duet thing, right? She's very I don't she's very animated. I have no idea where she gets that from, but um, <laughs> not at all. I don't, know what, I don't know. Um, so we do uh, a duet with uh, Shallow with Lady Gaga. So that's the first thing that came to my mind you know so that's that's like my favorite song right now every time every time it goes on in my heart my heart sings and I just think about doing the duet with her of course she's the girl and I'm the
0: boy but that's (laughs) right it doesn't matter it doesn't matter yeah Yeah. we have
1: microphones and everything we're like all into it you know in the shallow shallow you know whole thing
0: (laughs) that's so great well what's next for you What's on your, like, what's on your li- Like, do you have something that you're like excited about that's next? Yeah, I mean, I think just,
1: I'm getting, everyone's evolving, right? Everyone's kind of doing this new thing with virtual and this new way of life right now. And uh, right now I'm getting, going to get back into coaching and I haven't done it in a couple of years and I'm really stoked to do it. Um, and it's basically being a visual branding coach. And what does that mean? basically whatever your visual brand is, whether it's, you know, just doing photo shoots, whether it's getting on stage or whether it's creating a business, like visually you're selling yourself visually, you need to show up for yourself. So just really pulling the greatness out of you, where you feel professional, you feel aligned. Um, and you feel really good about how you're showing up in your visual brand, um, on whatever component you, you were doing at this moment in your
0: life. So getting back into that and I'm excited about it. And you're amazing at it. Like, Thank that's you. just, that's everything about, that's, that's who you are. Like, Thank that's you. how, anytime I think of you, that's, I mean, that's just such a natural thing. It's not anything you have to like, try to do. It's just you. So the last question I always ask everybody that I have on the podcast is if there's something else on your heart that you want to share with the mm-hmm. listeners.
1: Well, I would say, speaking of heart, I would say whatever you're thinking about doing right now in your life, sometimes we get in our head a lot, all the time. And what I've realized is just listen to the first instinct, listen to what your heart says, listen to what your belly gut says, and ignore what's in your head because your head's going to turn you into the different turn your your decision into the different direction. And just lean into it. You're going to get messy. It's going to be a hot mess express before it gets really really good. And just trust the fact that you're getting pulled in that direction for a reason. Whether it's a life a life lesson and experience to meet somebody, there's always A purpose where I'm getting pulled to, which either elevates something in my life, fuels uh, a love in my life, fuels a friendship, uh, whatever it may be. And it it makes such an impact um, for the next chapter in your life. So just go with it.
0: I love that. Hashtag go with it. Go with it. Yeah. Lean in. Yep. Love all of it. So where can we connect with you? Where can somebody find you to work with you, whether it's visual branding, or they just want to talk to you, like, what are the best ways for them to connect?
1: Sure. So you could just go to my Instagram. It's at Lindsay Messina, or you can just go to my, you could email me, which is fitnesscovermodel@gmail.com. at gmail.com. So thank you one. for, thank you, you so, so much welcome. for being on. Thank you for inviting me. This was fun. Oh, it was so much fun.
0: Thank you for joining me today. If you like the podcast, please like and share this with other women in your life. You can find out more about SweatNet on sweatnet.com or follow them on Instagram at sweatnet and Charlotte. You can follow me personally on Instagram at smart. Stay tuned for the next episode of the SweatNet Be Amazing podcast.